0: Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours.
1: It is Thursday, October 19th, 2023. This is another playoff edition of Baseball Today presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. That is my man Trevor Plu. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan along for the ride as well. Why'd you go Cards jersey today? Are you trying to will Yachty Molina onto that coaching staff or something?
0: You know, uh, Spicy So, one of our guests in our chat that's always popping up, we had a great argument, not argument, a debate yesterday. And I just wanted to show a little bit of love to Cardinals Nation Mm. because, you know, uh, this year wasn't great for them when they were on this show. It wasn't. So, I look, two birds on the bat, baby. I like that. Okay, that's a good look for you. And guess whose it is?
1: Yes, I saw. It was number four, so I saw Yachty. And it's signed, too. Look at that. Oh, yeah. oh that's cool. Very nice. My manager. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, today's edition of Baseball Today is presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. I want you to download that SeatGeek app right now on your phone so you can get the best seats around. To any sort of event, whether it's a baseball playoff game, the NFL, college football, upcoming NBA, NHL. If you're a concert goer, I don't care where you want to go. Just go get your tickets. Use the code word John Boy Playoffs, all one word, all caps. You're going to get 10% off, whether you're a newbie in the SeatGeek world or a returning customer. Before we get going with our five questions, a tip of the cap to my late father who passed away 11 years ago today. Miss him terribly. He's a big reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I'm, I just miss talking to him every day. It's the weirdest thing, I got to tell you, not to make this a big sad thing, because it's not. He was just a wonderful, wonderful guy. Uh, when you, when you lose a parent or both, in my case, it is a strange feeling. You want to always pick up the phone. You want to tell them what your kids are doing. You want to tell them what's going on in your life. You can't do it. So if you, if you have a little bit of a, um, Friction-filled relationship with your parents. Might I suggest, do whatever you can to mend those fences, no matter who's in the wrong, because one day they're not going to be there for you. You want to always have them there, uh, as long as they're healthy, around to discuss things in your life. And
0: I loved my dad a lot. and Miss him. Your dad raised a great son. Appreciate that. I mean that sincerely, so shout out Papa Rose. Yes, he's a good guy.
1: Also a very uh, different name that I've never heard in my life, Norton Rose. N-O-R-T-O-N.
0: I like Norton. That's You know what? We need some strong names back. Like that Norton. My dad's name is Warren. Like, let's go. Yeah. He was born in 1928.
1: So there was, you know, and I came along way late in his life.
0: Oh my gosh, bro. Just straight into the Great Depression?
1: Yeah. Straight into the Great Depression. (laughs) Really nailed that (laughs) one, didn't he? Golly. (laughs) All right. Uh, So he would have been knee deep in all these playoffs. We would have been talking about it. So, Let's start off with the ALCS, where the Astros have cut the series deficit in half. Christian Javier, once again, magnificent. Didn't allow his first hit until the fifth inning. And look who got his groove back. Oh, this one, two. It is a fastball that he hammers to left center field. Oh,
0: must win for us we have no choice we had to win this one and just you know go out there enjoy the uh the win and
1: you know tomorrow just prepare yourself and same mentality one at a time one about at a time and i think we can make it happen i always like it when ken rosenthal of fox um interviews jose Altuve because then (laughs) it guys they can see eye to eye and like if they had to go split a suitcase on the road it'd be no problem right there uh big picture here The Astros have won 17 of their last 20 road games, including the playoffs. Is this just a question of them being so mentally tough?
0: I don't know, Chris. Mentally tough? Sure. I think they are mentally tough. I don't know if that's the reason they're winning a bunch of road games. Um, You know, if you listen to, you know, what Alvarez had to say after the game, one of the things he said was this team doesn't have any panic and that Makes a lot of sense. They're a really good team that's been there and done that. They really shouldn't have any panic, you know. I I believe that the Astros think every single time they take the field, they're the better team. That's like, that's their mentality, no doubt about it. This road thing's crazy to me. I I don't really have a good answer for it. It could just be, uh, you know, part of a run here where they're doing well on the road. Six thirty winning percentage on the road during the regular season. They've won three games, all three games on the road that they played. In the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know if it's just lined up with better pitching. Uh if there really is a reason, I'll say, yeah, the strong mental approach means something, but it's definitely not the whole thing. And I don't know. I I don't know what it is. I I played a lot of baseball at home and on the road. And you know, to be able to win on the road on a clip like at a clip like that, when most teams say let's go five hundred on the road, mm-hmm. it's you got me. I I don't know, Chris. What do you got? You,
1: does any of it have to do with how tough it's been for some of those guys? Certainly not all of them, but even the guys that have, whether they grew up later in the organization past the cheating scandal or were veterans that were kind of sprinkled in for this journey at different parts that the Astros, whether you like it or not, have basically become public enemy number one in the sport. And so they've it's kind of galvanized them. Is there anything to that possibly?
0: Yeah, but sure, but that should galvanize you at home too, though. It galvanizes you as a team in all the games. The one thing now that I'm kind of talking it out with you, maybe it's you know, seeing Jose Altuve come up there for the first pitch of the game. You know, first crack at it. It's like a football team that wants the ball first. Oh. Shove it down your throat. Like maybe that has something to do with it. Um, it could, in my opinion, my professional Mathematician opinion I think it's a statistical anomaly I really just think it's a run Um, But they do things better than other teams And I do believe Jose Altuve batting leadoff Setting the tone on the road First pitch might have something to do with it
1: Well they are 7-1 and this year In the Rangers building And in the last 5 games They've scored 59 runs So they are on something Some sort of heater in Arlington, Texas, and by the way, you better believe that the Rangers and that pitching staff knows exactly what's going on, because it's just it's everybody that's getting key hits on that team, except pretty much for um, Tucker at this point, who's getting lost. He,
0: he got a knock last night. He should have drove in a run. He had some slow yeah. people running the bases.
1: <laughs> hey, easy on those slow people. Easy on those slow people. Um, by the way, Altuve, he just continues to amaze he's now got 25 playoff homers four shy of Manny Ramirez's all-time record he's gonna end up he's gonna end up leading the whole thing in history and I know I know it's different because back in the day you just went straight to the World Series you know before 69 when they came up with the NLCS and the ALCS and then they started expanding rounds and expanding rounds and now so I understand all that I I get all that somebody's got to lead it it's still an impressive category
0: you just know there's somebody out there that's talking about that right now. Well, you know what? They didn't have all these series back in. The and they're day. right.
1: They're right. Yeah. So well, those could...
0: guys got to, those guys had a better chance to play in the World Series. Yes, they did. Absolutely. And win titles. Yes, they did. Thank you, fans. Thank you,
1: fans. Oh, boy. Let's let's move on if you don't mind. Cause, uh, yeah. All right. So game four will be tonight in Arlington. Jose Urquidy against Andrew Heaney. It's going to look a little bit like a bullpen game, but they could get some length out of Heaney. You don't know. Uh, Even though the Astros are still down in this series, does it feel like
0: Houston has the edge? No, I don't think it feels like Houston has the edge. I feel like it's more like a tied series, Hmm. uh, even though the Rangers are up a game. Uh, The reason I say it's not, it doesn't feel like Houston has the edge, although you know they might have a slight momentum right now. Uh, but it's the fact that you got your two guys going uh, the next two games after this. You have Montgomery, who's been really great, and you got Ivaldi, who's been really great. So, like, you got those two guys ready to go. Two in the chamber right there. So, this game today is obviously very important to the series. If, if the Rangers find a way to win this one, they just go and slug today and, and just do their thing in the bullpen and Heaney and everybody holds. I mean, then we're talking, I think, series is probably over with those two guys going on the bump. So I think it's more even than anything. Give credit to the Astros for getting it back there because, you know, it's one one misstep in either last night's game or tonight's game. I Then I start to say, yeah, I think it's pretty much over and the Rangers are going to win. But they've shown resiliency throughout. And, uh, they, again, like they haven't lost on the road yet. And today seems like a game they probably should win. If they win tonight – I don't know what I say tomorrow if they win tonight because, like I just said, they have the Rangers have Montgomery and Eovaldi going to the next two games, but you know what the Astros are bringing as well. So, even's my answer. That's how the series feels right now. I will say it is a must win today for the
1: Texas Rangers.
0: No stop. Yes,
1: yes it is. It is, and maybe this is me thinking as a fan who is uh, very fragile. So I'm. Mean, I will admit that that that's possibly kind of where my headspace is. At this point, um, if I were to be a fan of of the Rangers, but I would put like my Cleveland Guardians, if the Guardians were in this situation and all the variables were the same and all the pitching matchups, et cetera, et cetera. And this is one of the reasons that the Astros have such an edge in the middle of a series. There are teams that are scrambling to even get a third guy available in a rotation. They are confident in their number three, Christian Javier, who is just off the charts great as a starter in the postseason, and Jose Urquidy. They go into today expecting Urquidy to at least give them five innings and maybe work into that sixth. I guarantee you Bruce Bochy would be like, please give me four. And that is a tough tough way to get through, and it's a tough way to get through an opposing lineup. Why are you looking so critical right now? What's going on?
0: I'm letting you finish your point. I'm just reading some statistics right now. I'm just curious because yeah. someone pointed this out to me on the rain, about the Rangers pitching side. There's, there's a bunch of starters on the roster, mm-hmm. and I don't know why we continue to treat these guys like they're not starters. You know, we're calling today a bullpen game. Well, Andrew Heaney started 28 games this year. Yes. Uh, you know, John Gray is coming out of the bullpen. Martin Perez, I know he got hit, flipped to the bullpen, so fine. But John Gray started 29 games. And I'll explain it to you because I don't think they're
1: allowed to be uh, traditional starters in the playoffs. I think everything is so micromanaged, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying is that the Astros, they're. Do you think they're worried about Jose Urquidy facing the Rangers lineup a third time? I don't think they are. I really don't. We, they they let him face the the Twins a third time.
0: Yeah, sure. No, he's been great. I I get that, but you know the Twins the Twins weren't like that. You know they threw their starters out there, treated them like starters. Yeah, you have really, a shorter didn't? leash. Shorter leash. Short leash? I mean... I don't know,
1: man. They they, they didn't. They, they had didn't. two starters that they trusted. They had two starters... That's what starters we that say. That's what we say. That their actions proved it. They In had Game Joe Ryan one, Bailey, go,
0: then they had Bailey Obergo. They
1: had Joe Ryan pitch two innings. What starter? And he wasn't getting knocked around.
0: Yes, that was... That was a scheduled bullpen game. And I actually like that. I talk, we we don't need to go back to there, but I actually like that. I got a bunch of texts when they pulled him. I don't think it was a great matchup. But that's time my for point. Joe Ryan and everybody. And the bullpen did their job. Okay, but this is my point: is
1: that it? Wouldn't you agree that the more number of pitchers you bring out of the bullpen, the larger risk you are running because you think that every but let's say you've got to use six, seven pitchers on a given day if your starter only goes two innings. That means everybody's got to go. They've got to be at the top of their game. It only takes one guy to lose the game. Only one guy to have a bad inning. And that is it. And it is over. I'm just telling you, it might not work out for Jose Urquidy today, but the Astros don't go into this thing saying, please just give us three innings today. That's not what they're thinking. And that's what separates them, in my opinion. Heck, even the Phillies in game four. I don't know what the hell they're going to do.
0: I Look, I don't know if this is all true. I think that... I get what you're saying, and we've seen Urquidy go and and Dusty, you know, let him go deeper into the game. But I think it's because he's been pitching well. Like if he gets into trouble, I think they take him out. Bottom line, like they they've yes. just gotten the job done. If Joe Ryan had gone through and was looking like lights out, I don't think they take him out. I think there were some scares there, and I think yeah. that, that I think that he's homer prone, and I think that when you get up against the Astros and you're homer prone, I think that calls for a different type, you know, a pitch plan.
1: I'm going to use another example. Okay. Ranger Suarez was pitching his ass off in game one against the Braves. Can we agree on that? Yes. Through 47 pitches and they pulled him. That's their number three starter. I'm just telling you, the Astros would not do that. I don't believe it because I believe that they believe in the dudes that are behind Verlander and Fromber. So much so, I mean, we could see what Javier's done, and he had a shitty regular season. Urquidy didn't pitch as much. He was banged up all year. They get to the playoffs, and they're like, go do what you do. They're not like, okay, 47 pitches. Let's." Pull I them. don't think
0: any team's saying that. I think Bullshit. we that. That's exactly
1: that. what the – why in the world would that. the Phillies
0: – but why would the Phillies have pulled the guy
1: who was pitching great against the Atlanta Braves other than that was their plan going in? It sure as hell, he wasn't getting knocked around the yard.
0: It was their plan, one hundred percent. But I don't think you go in. I don't think the managers go into him and say, "Please, sir, could you give me forty-five pitches I like that?" I don't so. think they go up to it and and tell Ranger that. Not at all. Now, no, they don't. They don't if tell that's them the that plan or not. It. That there's a difference. But they're thinking. Look, it. we're 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 like agreeing here, and yeah. for some reason we're arguing. Like, yes, the Houston Nationals are better stocked up in their mm-hmm. starting pitching than any other team. In the big leagues right now, especially the last four teams remaining. Yes, the point is is that those guys have
1: given the organization reason to trust in them and have faith. Right? If as Jose Arcidi gets his balls kicked in, giving up seven runs in two and two thirds, he's not going to make it to the sixth. I understand that, but there are you. We all have to admit that in recent years there have been times when guys have pitched extremely well and they've still been pulled. And I just don't think the Astros are of that mindset. I could be wrong. There's one other thing I want to get in. This has got to be from this point forward, if the Rangers are going to win, it's got to be the Simeon and Seeger show. Yeah, has to be. Simeon has been virtually invisible the entire playoffs. Seeger's batting average is great. I need to see some homers, dude. He needs to get homer hot right now.
0: Yeah, he's close. He's just missing balls. I talked about this last night on Talking Baseball. It seems like there's something going on, whether there's a little bit of excess movement somewhere, um, or he could just not be getting started at the right time. It's that honestly can be fixed with in, in, in one single cage session. He needs he needs to do something. I totally agree with you about Seager, Simeon. Yeah, like I talked about with Altuve, like you got to be a spark at the top of the lineup. You know that's that's been proven time and time again in this in these in this postseason. Go out and score first. It's meant a lot. So I agree with you. Those two guys got to get it going.
1: And i I will make a prediction. Marcus Simeon. I don't know if he's listening. Probably okay. not. But somebody should get this to him. You're going deep today. Oh, OPS over 1300 with three homers against Arcidi. This oh. is the day. He almost. I felt like he got close on one yesterday. Just
0: I want missed. him to be mad. I like mad Marcus Simeon. you don't get it too much. No, you. Yeah, don't. let's get mad nice Marcus guy. today. Yeah. And you guys know this one's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The baseball playoffs are underway and things are heating up in the ballpark. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you won't miss a moment of the action. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Baseball Today. Baseball today. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code baseball today the crown is yours gambling problem call 800 gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 877 8 hope ny or text hope ny 467 369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort in kansas licensee partner golden nugget lake charles louisiana 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction Boy in ontario cdkng.co slash baseball for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply.
1: All right, let's move over to the NLCS. It is back to work after a day off and a travel day. Phillies take a 2-0 lead into Arizona. Uh, On the off day, Paul Seawold, the closer of the Diamondbacks, who has yet to pitch in the series, by the way, was nice enough to join us on the Rose rotation for an episode that is out now. And so I explained to him that there's a lot of Diamondback fans that are likely panicking and why they shouldn't panic. The best way to do it is to win tomorrow, win game three. We cannot win the series tomorrow, but neither can the Phillies. We just have to win the game. And then after the game, wash it and try to win the next one. That's the only way we're gonna get back into this. We cannot beat the Phillies in four games just tomorrow. They have all the momentum. You can't switch it all the way. We just have to slowly get it. And we have to try and get a lead tomorrow and get to our best bullpen guys and try and hold on to the lead and maybe leave tomorrow with a win and. Okay, like we're not going to get swept. Let's just try and get them tomorrow. And okay, if we can win two games at home, we get a chance to go back to Philly and give us a chance. And that's that's really how we have to do it. He was great. He was so good on everything. I, by the way, just a little to peel back the curtain, it would have been easy for him and the, and the Diamondbacks to call and say, hey, Chris, you know what? We're down to nothing. We got in at 3.30 in the morning. We're going to cancel. I would have been like, I get it, dude. And I have had people do that in the past. Credit to Paul Seewald and to the Diamondbacks, who did not do it. And we actually talked about that. So go give it a listen. He was great on a ton of things, including what happened in Seattle this year with George Kirby and Cal Raleigh at the end of the year. He, re- he had some opinions. He didn't shy away from it all. It was really, really interesting stuff. But let's get back to the series at hand. Are you more concerned about Arizona's ability to have their bats wake up against Ranger Suarez? Or Brandon Fott starting against Philly here in Game Three.
0: I'm worried about any pitcher starting against Philly in Game Three. It doesn't have to be just Brandon I, I, Fott. I mean, these guys are these guys. They're on fire right now. I like what Paul Seawold said. It seems like you know he's a good guy to have. There, a calming influence. He gets that uh-huh. from Tory for sure. I, I I felt like that seems like a speech Tory gave the entire team, and Paul was just kind of regurgitating it right there. I mean, that's exactly what they have to. do. You have to have a short memory. You have to go in, try to win one game at a time. I get it. It's not some you know new revelation for a team that's down you know two games. You just got to take it one game at a time, 100%. Uh, that being said, I don't I don't think you slow down the Phillies bats. So this Arizona team is going to have to outslug them. I don't recommend that as a game plan going up against these guys all the time. But there are certain times where you just got to step up and do something a little bit different. I think they got to go out there and try to outslug them like big innings. We can't, I, we can't be bunning unless, unless it's like an insurance run late in the game. All these things they got, they got to take their chances and swing for some three run homers tonight. You got to outslug these guys. You got to put up cricket numbers. You got to do all that. They got to steal some bases. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, let's get people in scoring position. Let's try to get not like all the things offensively we got to try to do. Uh, Bases, stealing bases, homers, bunts late in the game to add insurance runs. Like everything has to be geared towards offense today because the Phillies are gonna get theirs. Like if I had to put a number on the Phillies run total today, six. I know that's what I was More? thinking. That's
1: high. Six. Yeah, that's why. I'm so really like, you worried. gotta
0: go out there and 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 bang.
1: Gotta bang. Gotta bang. I'm worried about thought. I am worried about thought. Now people say, well, hold on. You started game three against the Dodgers very different when you go home up to nothing and if you lose that game you probably won't pitch in the series again and you still have your your dudes starting games 4 and 5 if you need them and people won't even remember that you pitched game 3 here essentially the season's on the line there's only been one team as we all well know in baseball playoff history to come back from a 3 nothing deficit so this is it and here's where I'm really worried Brandon fought in ninety six regular season innings, gave up twenty two homers.
0: A lot of homers, yeah.
1: Twenty two
0: against but the those team. Those balls in the humidor are a little longer,
1: dude. Holy smokes! <laughs> let's go get some balls from the dead ball era. Yeah, give them, them in. give them, the bad balls. You know, let's do what the eighty seven Twins did with the air conditioning. Let's oh, just change. Stop.
0: The... My Twins would never do that.
1: Let's just change the baseballs out every time Fod is pitching. Like, uh, can we get him a shot put instead so it doesn't travel over the wall? That's what I'm worried about. And I'm telling you, I've made this point countless times during the playoffs. He's got to get out of the first inning clean. I said it with Bobby Miller against Arizona. And what happened? They put up a three spot against him. He cannot walk off the mound after a half inning and it's three nothing Philly. Game's going to be over.
0: They're gonna get there. I know people are like Trev. You just said they have to score more runs than the Phillies. Duh. Like, yeah, that's not exactly what I'm saying. I'm just saying like you got almost got to play for the big inning. Like you hmm. got to go out there and put twos and threes, and then you've got to add you add on late. I want to ask a question. How do
1: you okay. play for the big inning in baseball? I mean, it, what is that?
0: I understand. I, okay. What it means, I mean, but how look. Do you do you, it? Since you don't control the variable, sometimes it just gets taken away from you. Okay, Like if Ranger Suarez and this Phillies bullpen comes out and they just dominate, like what are you going to do? Playing for the big inning uh, means a couple of different things. If you have guys on base that can steal, they need to steal. Okay, You need to have guys in scoring position to play for a beginning. And then you also need to be really selective with the pitches you're swinging at. You have to get pitches in the strike zone and you need to take hacks at it. And the boys that can hit the ball out of the park need to take some chances. Whether that's swinging early and being aggressive Uh, You know, but it has to be plate discipline mixed with some A-hacks. That's it. So Christian Walker, you got to hit a homer today. You got to do it, man. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to get the guys with thump hitting homers. You got to get guys on base. It's selective power. That's it. And then if you get the lead, then we can start working for those, you know, one-run insurances, one-run insurances at the end of the game. You just got to score. Like, this team hasn't stolen a base yet. You got to steal some backs. What's Can't that? Why? Why have haven't me? they? Well, you got to get some on double first. steals. Like everything, everything has to happen. Okay, good. All right, play
1: aggressive baseball. Uh, my other quick question on this: Does Tori have to manage it like it's an elimination
0: game? In what way? Like with the pitching? Like he's got? Yeah, I mean,
1: like there's... let's say that Fock uh, gets in trouble in the first inning. Do you have somebody up?
0: Yes, hundred percent. That... You cannot get down. You know, a a three nothing, like you said, a three nothing deficit in the first. You can't do that, not against this team. They they smell that blood in the water. Well, because remember, Dave Roberts
1: said he was going to manage something like it was an elimination game, game two, and he didn't have anybody up for
0: Bobby Miller. You got, you have to, and and you and maybe you tell fought that before the game, like, hey man, like don't be worried if someone is up in the pen, like that's I know that's it is distracting the pitchers you know, especially in the first inning. But like Fought has to know that like this is, you know, <clears throat> basically a do or die game. So egos are out the door. All right. Uh, gold glove
1: finalists were announced. You got three at each position uh, for the first time in his career. Nolan Aranata will not be getting a gold glove. Did not make the final three at third base in the National League. It's always been a little bit of a mystery in terms of how the voting is done. So here it is all all 30 managers vote and then there's a handful of coaches on each staff and then they use the defensive index metric that counts 25% of the vote do you like the way that the voting is handled for this
0: i mean i don't know i guess do you i don't care? really care i don't really care that much i think it's gotten okay. better i think it's gotten better and and I don't I care about the award. I've said many times and probably on this show before that I think it's the coolest award you can win because you get to show it off every single day of your career. I mean, you have a big if you have a Rawlings contract, a big old gold Rawlings patch and just god, you get to show everybody up. It's awesome. It's an awesome award. Uh but it has gotten better. I mean, it used to be very much an offensive award. You know, you had to you had to hit to win it basically, and then pass the eye test, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, because they've added some of these metrics in. I think some people are are happier with it. Like a Breton Doyle now is getting some some love in center field. That's the rocky center fielder who uh, I think he did hit over two hundred. I was there at the last the last series. I think he did. He's actually a really exciting player to watch. So I'm happy he's getting some flowers. Um, I go whenever whenever defense comes up, and especially defensive metrics. I always go to my guy Mark Simon. Uh, go check his uh, X out uh he made some comments about the the finalists and he was okay with most of them he had a few different uh takes on I believe catch the catching position in the national league and some first base stuff in the national league but he said for the most part he was in agreement with it him and Eno Saris are kind of my two guys that I'll go to as far as like metrics and uh defensively so go check out what he has to say because I think it's more insightful uh but to answer your question I I Voting's gotten better. I don't know what the perfect yeah. uh, solution is, but it's definitely
1: better than it was in years past. There isn't a perfect solution, and I can tell you this: there was one year that Rafael Palmeiro won a Gold Glove at first base and played like forty games. There. Yeah, forty games. That was embarrassing for the league. I was it, it was they within the last twenty years, air. and I was like, "What is going on here? Why in the heck did he just win a Gold? It, like it didn't make any sense whatsoever." So I just did a little rummaging through. Two of the three first basemen that are up for the award, Rizzo and Mountcastle, didn't even start ninety-five games at first base. But then I kind of went through the list just in my head about who else would have even qualified, and it was not a great list of first basemen this first year. First base is a weird played. position, dude. It is. It is a weird position. It's becoming so, in the new
0: DH, which is weird. Yeah,
1: it is. So you're not going to get a lot of guys um, that that play heavy amounts of first base, whether that's because of injury or days off or whatever it is. So There weren't guys playing 135 games at first base this year. So it was just really strange. Yeah. I mean, it has gotten better. Like, toward the, it was almost like being a tenured professor in the eighties and nineties. When you got a gold glove or one, three, or four in a row, then every year it's almost like a rubber stamp. Ozzy Smith was one of the greatest defensive shortstops. So I hate to ever even bring this up. But toward the end of his career, he wasn't close to the player that he was in, in the early 80s. And Barry Larkin had kind of surpassed him as the best defensive shortstop in the National League. And every year, Ozzie kept getting the gold glove. Larkin should have won seven or eight in his career, and he ended up winning like three or something, whatever it was. Something like that. But that was weird, too. And now I don't think that happens as much, which is good.
0: I'm t- Guys care about it. Like I'm sure it was- they do. Because, like I said, like, it's just, you can't get that, I mean, you can get the gold patch, but if you wear that gold patch without winning a gold glove, that's a, you're kind of a joke, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, you don't want to do that. Like, don't be, don't be, that's stolen valor right there, people. So, I don't know, it's an awesome award. Guess what color my Rawlings patch is? It's not gold, people. I wish it was. <laughs> have I told you what Mike Pelfer used to say to me? Yeah. I probably have. No. He's like, I, told, I, I at the beginning of the year, I said, Mike, because he's a ground ball pitcher, I said, mark my words, I'm, I'm going to win a gold glove for you this year. Give me the ball. And I was like half-joking, right? I really wanted to, though, and I put a lot of work in. I had a good year. And he said, go. He said, you ain't getting gold. You're not getting silver. You're not getting bronze. You know what kind of metal they're going to put on your freaking patch? He goes, aluminum foil. That's what you're going to get. <laughs> and so every single time I make a good play, He, I would look in the dugout, and he'd be on the top step going this. Polishing off my tinfoil glow. (laughs) That's
1: funny. Very funny. That's good. I love that one.
0: Screw you, Mike Pelfrey.
1: Callum Scott's dancing on my own. It has been huge in the baseball world thanks to the Phillies the last couple of years. Well, he posted on social media that it has one billion downloads on Spotify. He got a nice little piece of hardware. Scott even thanked the Phils because it has been kind of their theme song the last two years. He has offered to perform it in Philadelphia. Should the team take him up?
0: 100%. A no-brainer. We talked about this with Timmy Trumpet and Edwin Diaz with the Mets. I know that kind of like didn't work out for them, but I think more teams should be doing this, like live performances of walk-up songs. Minnesota sometimes has a DJ out on left field, which is really cool. DJ Ski, shout out. Um, but, yeah. Hey. You got to get out there. I mean, like, I think they should have him perform and they should have Bryson Stott's, like, walk-up song person perform. Like, I love that stuff. So, yes. How about Bone Thugs come in for Kyle Schwarber's ABs? Mm. Give me all the entertainment people. This is an entertainment business. The sooner that Major League Baseball realizes that, the better off we're going to be as a sport.
1: They're probably sitting there counting their pennies going, well, how much money does it uh, going to cost us to bring in Callum? Not John uh,
0: Middleton. Not my John Middleton. He's not saying that.
1: Um, no, but Major League Baseball would. So, you know what? Yeah, they should definitely take him up on the offer. Um, it was interesting. They ditched the song in spring training. They said, "No, no, no that's a second place song." And then they brought it back when they were kind of struggling midway through the year. They were like, you know what? Why don't we bring that song back where we had so much success? And here they are trying to ride it to a championship. So we'll see how that goes. Uh quickly, gimme winners today.
0: Oh shoot. Um You're putting me on the spot right here. Okay. Uh I think the Phillies are gonna win. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I, I just think they're they're just too good right now. I kind of right. hope they don't, to be honest with you, yeah. so but I think they will. I think Philly's going to win today. Give me a team name. This isn't like a, another question,
1: just quickly. Houston. Okay. That's who I have winning today as well. Although I'm rooting for the other teams. I want longer series in Arizona, and I think the only way it gets to seven games is if Texas wins today, but I could be wrong. We'll see. A uh, quick reminder: Get your SeatGeek question of the weekend by tonight on our social media channels at Chris Rose Sports. That's on X. Um, make sure that you send it in. We pick yours up to use on Friday show. You're going to get a thousand dollar credit to use on SeatGeek. That is no joke. Fun show today. We'll be back at it again tomorrow for our one of a kind producer Dan Rourke and the uber talented Cardinals jersey wearing Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Friday on Baseball Today.